there's a story to be told of the resiliency of people and how they overcome. You know, there's a, and I know most of you are probably sick of me saying things like this, but there is something beautiful about the durability of humans. Now, what sucks is it takes really, really bad things to, for us to, to identify that. Um, who was it? Roosevelt, was it Eleanor Roosevelt who said that you like tea bags? Mm -hmm, yeah. You know, you the strength, but in, in, in hot water. The in hot water part is the bad part. Um, but there is something so beautiful about the resiliency. Now, I get to see it often in individuals. There's individuals that go through some stuff, and, and oftentimes, by the time it gets to me, you know, I'm a stranger to most of the people who become friends to me, but I, I'm a stranger to them. So in order for me to get their story, it got bad. It got really bad, and they reached out to a complete stranger online. And so I'm fortunate to see so many of these heartbreaking stories and watch the resiliency of individuals, watch them get up, watch some of them boost up and some of them crawl up and climb up. But I get to watch these stories for 20 plus years. When, when people think that, that I have a optimistic outlook or at least a hopeful outlook, it, it isn't, it, it isn't non-evidence based. I don't consider that woo-woo. Um, I've seen it for 20 plus years. I've seen some okay conditions, some beat up people, um, but I've seen some really, really bad ones too. And they get up. I've experienced it in 20 years. My life has not been bumpless either. And you, you go through those same things, but on, on the mass. I don't often get to see it there. You get to read about it in the news, but you really only get what they're telling you. So there's war here, there's war there, there's sanctions here, there's, you know, unless, you know, what Karen knows about the Australian wildfires is different than what I know from watching CNN, you know? And so experiencing it is something different. And so I got to experience this. I got to live in the heart of, um, I mean, and I look out, look out this window to my right, and you're looking at the Empire State Building. I live in the heart of the nastiest hit place, and we can eat indoors again soon. And even before we could eat indoors, there was people skating in the park. There wasn't a lot of people in Central Park, but there were some people in Central Park when I would take those walks. And we didn't see it, but we're sure that there was a creepy clown ready to murder us when we went through the tunnel at Central Park. Even the clown was motivated to stay clown. There's, there's a story to be told about the resiliency of, of humans how time and time again we've had to adjust. And plenty don't adjust. But the ones that do propel us and move us into a direction that, that changes everything. And, and for me, seeing that today and seeing it, sometimes it's when I put the camera down because when, I, when I'm 
when I'm recording a live walk, I'm just trying to walk and say, oh, what would they want to see? I'm not really thinking about what I'm actually doing for me. I'm, I'm thinking of what I'm doing for the people watching. So I might take a different road so you could see more of um, Times Square than I would usually take. I would go somewhere in between so that I'm not so I'm not around all those people just yelling and cursing at someone or or because the extra police uh, when when there was a, an excess of police force here um, since they had that police drama with with people you're, you're hard pressed to find police um, which kind of contributes to some of the other issues that have arose have arisen um, but but I, you know if you wanted to avoid those areas I, that's the the route I would normally take but when I when I walk with with you know what's turning out to be 30, 40, 50,000 people at a time, I like to show them, you know, the part of New York City they'd be familiar with. But it's when I put down the camera and keep walking, when I put down the camera and keep walking, that I see New Yorkers and they're going to work. And maybe they left their kids at home because if their kids go to school in New York City, they don't go to school. They're schooled in New York City, but they're at home with whoever's at home with them. However, you've arranged that with, you know, if you're out and I see that you're clearly in work clothes and you're heading to some office somewhere, I know that if you have kids, they're, they're home doing something. I know that you're struggling to keep your job because your business, like every business, is threatening to close at any moment or maybe moving. What if you're walking? What if you're in one of the thousands? thousands of businesses that have localized right here um, who decided, yeah, guess what? Turns out we should probably go so that we don't get closed again for another 11 months. And so um, what if you're there and, and you don't want to move or you can't move or, you know, some people's lives get big, you know, some, some tree roots get big and it's tough to move. Um, and so, People are dealing with those stresses, but you know what? They're they're walking right next to me. They're walking in front of me. They're on their way. They're they're cruising through. They're listening to whatever they're listening to on their headphones, or they're doing my move where I'm not listening to anything, but hoping you think I'm listening to something so you don't talk to me. Move. I it could be anything, but the resiliency of of the human spirit, the resiliency of of humans in general for me is so beautiful and it's a story that's only told in romanticized movies because you, you have to tell it in two hours and and you can only tell a portion of it and and i would imagine movies have the same conflict i have with my marketing team in which they want to tell a slightly different story because it's obviously the story the masses want to hear but for me it it, it it requires so much more depth to really realize and look at these people walking by. I mean, I look at this, this grid of people here and there's, there's, everyone's got a different story mm -hmm. and, and none of them are easy. There's, there's nobody who walk through in the street or see on a video that has an easy story. No one's like, Hey, what a breeze my life's been. Um, they're either, it's either been so bad that they've learned to lie that way or that you have just met what could possibly be the most boring human being on earth. And so 
So for me, the resiliency of, of humans is incredible. And it's a story that, that should be told. I would like to hear it told uh, more than tell it myself, but it's something I would consider just because I, on the rare occasion, not as a soldier, but as a person, an, an adult, I've got to see calamity, turmoil, and, um, and, and warring parts of different countries. You know, we, we, we're United States, but it's fair to say if you're here that there was a, a while and maybe still so that united isn't the word you would use. And so to be a part of it as an adult and thinking rational adult, but seeing that even with that, those people are going to work. Those people are skating. I saw um, uh, a dad with his uh, kid and they were, they had their skates. They're holding their skates on their way. I'm like, listen, they're going, they're doing it. If they're not from here, they had a quarantine when they got here. They were just freed from the quarantine because they're really strict on that here. They call you, they follow you. Like it's a strict thing here. Um, and it's just, you see the, the FedEx, the UPS, you see all these people working. And for me, um, most people say, hey, New York's coming back alive and, and oh, traffic's coming back. But for me, it's like, no, this is, this is a story. This is people. This is people who, who you thought were defeated who weren't. This is people who you thought were done, but they're not. These are people, most of them, st statistics are statistics, right? Every third person I walk past at some point had it. And so these are people who not only survived it, but are back to doing what they're doing. And again, it, this was a long-winded throat clearing of a good morning or a good afternoon, but it's walking by there um, today really, really struck me with something that I've always appreciated for, for what I do for a living, that I get to meet awesome people, but humanity as a whole, as, as represented famously so by New York City, um, just watching them thrive is is a beautiful thing and and i'll I, I i'll think of that next time i take a new york city walk which will probably be some point uh, maybe next week or or the week after but i'll think about that when some when some jerk face says i don't even like new york city <laughs> and and uh i'll think about that i'll think about that it's um really is incredible to see i think the uh yeah, I, I've I've been hearing it at this time being called it's going to be the the new Roaring Twenties. Everybody's going to be so quick to just do everything all at once, and it makes me think of the, you know, shout out to everyone who won't be going back. Yeah, uh, well, there's plenty of those. Mm -hmm. you know, our numbers are indicative of of that. You know, it is it's it's as far as the Roaring Twenties go. Um, I missed it just by a little bit. I missed it just by a little bit. But as far as the Roaring Twenties go, you do see that in, in post-apocalyptic kind of times. Mm -hmm. You do see that where people do feel free and liberated. And what was, what, what was forced upon most people was a, a new sense of simplicity. Whether you liked it or not, you had to downgrade something in your life. And I think that that's, 
frustrating at first, but liberating later. And I hope amongst amongst the things that people don't go back to as far as normal, I hope that that's um, that's the excess, the weight, the weight, the the thing I talked about in the in the car manufacturing uh, example that I gave, where I was invited to do to do you know business analysis and consulting at a car manufacturing company um, a long time ago now. Maybe I was in roaring 20s. Um, and, and it just seems like 20. You ever think of something? And I've been telling this story forever, but do you ever just think of something and realize that you've lived 26 lifetimes since that? Yeah. So these stories stay relevant to me because, because there's relevance in my experiences. But some of these stories, like the car manufacturing company story, um, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I can almost smell it. But also, it was 26 versions of me ago. And it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. But I was invited uh, f- for, my, uh, for business a- analytics and consulting to this car manufacturing company. Now, I don't know much about cars. Um, I know what everyone else knows about cars, but if you were to go into the analysis of what car does what and what what number engine does whatever, no idea, no idea. And so um, I went, I thought it was cool, but I can. my business program is, you could apply it to a lemonade stand or Google, it doesn't matter. Um, and so, I was invited and it was it was a lot of fun. I got to see these you know how remember those commercials you saw commercials on it where they put the car into those wind tunnels yeah and they like blow the white smoke around the car. Well, it's actually a pretty cool process. It does kind of look like that, but it's actually a really cool process. That's all analysis that they're doing. So they have like a million sensors in those tunnels and that they put on the car. You, you see on the commercial, it's just the car just sitting there. It's, it's, it's like a sheet of sensors all over the car as it sits there. And so they blow the smokes in different directions and, and they simulate different uh, uh, scenarios, but of different speeds of the smoke and therefore the car. And you see the engineers taking all these notes. Everything means something, right? This is a science applied to to the aerodynamic efficiency of the car. I thought it was awesome. But of course, not being a big car guy, I figured I would just ask what's happening. So the guy said, listen, we, we, we use our sensors, we blow smoke, we, we see, we use our sensors to, to make sure that the car runs efficiently and effectively for what it's been designed. Awesome. I said, so if, if it's not doing well, do you like change the engine? Like, what do you do? Like you, oh, we got to get a better engine. That's a great question from someone who doesn't know about cars. And so the engineer said, no, 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 no. The engine it came with is fine. It's the stuff we add afterwards that increase drag and compromise its efficiency. And so this is what we're seeing now. We don't add to it. We cut away from it. And I thought, isn't that a perfect example of life where the engine we came with is fine? 
it's the stuff that we add later, the, the, the stuff that we add later that causes the drag, that causes the slowdown, that causes the ineffective and inefficient journey. It's not that we need something innately new. It's that we have to stop causing drag in our life by holding on to things that do not benefit our design nor our journey. And I, I thought I always thought that that was so powerful because it's we do often look to change, to change and and to grow. You know, the the language that we use is so important. Language is so important because it's the only way. It's the only way that we can effectively communicate, not only to others but to ourselves. Because don't forget, your emotions come from the paleo mammalian version of you your emotions don't come from the hi my name is steve version steve's the one who gets aware of the emotion and then he through the use of words tries to navigate those that's why that's why language and understanding language is so important and if you notice that that the less you understand the language not only are you less less able to communicate with others but you are less able to communicate with yourself leading to fr frustration insert any super super belligerently angry person or a kid kids when they're young they, they don't have the language to explain and express what they're feeling so they they scream and shout and act out and adults do the same the more that you're able to to broaden your ability to use words to communicate, the more you're able to broaden not only that interaction with others, but interaction with yourself. Words is how we cross-pollinate as humans. You know, it, your inability to communicate with others will, will soften you. One of the mental health issues that came with quarantine was that was that people what what made zoom zoom is that people needed to cross pollinate ideas to share these ideas so that they can 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 again it's how it's our seeds words are seeds the millions of emails that i've received the millions of messages that you all see do you ever scroll down those messages from what we think are silly facebook posts that are just posts. Here's something Steve said. Here's something Steve wrote. It seems so silly. You ever scroll down those messages of how many people are like, you got me through this. You helped this. Yeah. Your words, that your changed mind. These are words. These are, you don't know me. You've never met me. Mm -hmm. You've If most of the people don't know that we even do podcasts. Right. right? 30 yeah. million a month and we get a million. That, that still means... 99% of the people don't even know that we do a podcast. have never heard me speak, but they read a square image. And the words change their life. Words are powerful. Listen, when they go to, when you go to a prison, they take hardened criminals, the, the gang members, the murderers, the rapists, the serial killers, hardened criminals and you know how they soften them they put them in solitary 
where they can't communicate with anyone else. The inability, inability to cross-pollinate ideas will soften hardened criminals. Yeah. So what does it do to us? Yeah. And so the way that you use words to communicate to yourself are so important. So important. And recognizing this, recognizing this and in, in the importance of language brings me back to what I was saying about the car manufacturing and how they said, no, the engine, it comes with this fine. It's what we add to it later that slows it down and reduces to it. The language we use in society for someone refining, improving, and enhancing their life, for someone becoming better through wisdom, etc., even spiritually, we use the word grow. You grow spiritually. You grew so wise. And I think that is a tremendous disservice, not only a disservice, but an inaccurate one. If I was slightly conspiracy theoried, I'd say it's an intentional one. Because as we all learned now, and as we've all learned through the different parts of our life, it is in the reduction, not the addition. It is in the simplicity that we get wiser. It is in the simplicity that we grow more spiritual, right? It's not a growing. You don't grow wise. You don't grow happy. You don't grow spiritual. You shrink spiritually. Just like those car manufacturers, you go into a shrinking, not an adding. And if we understood that call, the natural call to simplicity, it would, it would, change, it would change everything. It would change everything if you simplified your life in that way. And hopefully the people who aren't going to go back to the way things used to be for them which is interesting to be nostalgic about shit when you were miserable then too, but to not go back and, and create the same complexity, a maze, you know, people are, are really, really good at identifying what would make them happy and then creating a maze in order for them to get there. <laughs> they are so good at that. And, and when people ask me, well, how do you get your stuff done? How do you do that? I don't create mazes for myself. I focus on what I need to do, and I do it. And I think that that sounds simple, and it is simple. It's not easy to do because you have to train yourself to do it and still remain focused. There's plenty of things that can distract you. You have to remain focused and, and, and steadfast in what you're doing. And again, it's the simplicity, the simplicity, the call to simplicity that nature gives us constantly that will, will do that for us. Mm, yeah. We put up a new post. Actually, is today. It's the... Uh... People want something different, but want to keep their lives the same. Doesn't work that way. Get over it. Change and adventurously ride the waves of life or stay the same and drown in stagnancy. It's your choice. 
Yeah, I like that one. Did you guys post that one? Yeah, we did. That goes back. We got a motivational one, not a relation. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so proud of you and your team. Thank you. So I don't just seem like I don't seem like an emo chick just writing. You guys make me seem like I'm emo chick. Oh, we got a motivational one. Excellent. Yes. Did did you put the get over it in there? Yeah. Oh, look at this. 2021's looking good. <laughs> we got a Steve get over it. You guys are you guys are close to doing another unask the couch one of these days. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. This is amazing. Turns out people. I'm just not always crying about relationships from 20 years ago. And so so recognizing again that recognizing again that that regardless of because the the excuse for stagnancy is always a metaphysical one and i know as soon as i say that people are like oh here you go but it is it's a you will never hear someone say oh um this happened because i'm at fault and this is what they did and when we both did these things this happened Mm -hmm. very rarely will you hear you will you will see, oh, so this is this. And then if you just wait for it, because here it comes, metaphysics 101. They say, I know this happened for a reason. The universe works in mysterious way. Yeah, so does pizza and not exercising. That works in mysterious ways too. And that's why you're at where you're at. Not because the universe worked. I just, I knew that it wasn't yeah, because you both were super toxic to each other. That's why it didn't work. The universe had nothing to do it, with it. And so you'll always hear a metaphysical response to stagnancy. I'm just putting the intention out there. And I know that a job is, is, is coming. I know it. Awesome. So you're like, you put your resume and stuff out there. Oh, no, just the intention. Oh, that's going to go so well. I love it. You'll be buying you'll be buying spiritual books forever. It's so good. It's so good. Next time you get a spiritual book, I want you to do something for me. Mm-hmm. I want you to hold it right here in front of you. I want you to hold it really close to your head, really close. Whip back your head and just keep hitting your head on the book. Just keep hitting your head on the book because it's doing the same thing. I put the intention out there. That is amazing. Because you know the alternative, which is the reality we live in, it takes more than that. It takes the desire to participate in your dreams. And since we're so used to not doing that, we're so used to not doing that, um, that we've come up with a collective conscience reason to remain stagnant. The universe works in mysterious ways it sure does it works in mysterious ways and the entire universe just to be clear is working in this mysterious way for you right now yeah it's exactly stopped everything it's doing never mind how it impacts everyone else but for you who decided to not submit a resume anywhere the universe is going to respond by what writing your cover letter what's going to happen what is the universe to do that you already aren't doing 
why isn't the universe conspiring in the favor of a possible employer who knows that you are already half-assing things you don't even work there yet you haven't even sent your resume you're half-assing what isn't the universe helping them not get a half-ass employee who's going to say stupid shit like the universe has a way tell that to your boss when your boss is like hey we need this by noon awesome at 11:55, the boss is like hey did you do it no but the universe works in mysterious ways we would never do that in real life scenarios, but we do it in our personal life because it's how we're designed. If you guys figure it out, you teach everyone else. It's just how we're designed. The only way to snap out of that is to, well, there's many ways. The way that I choose is to mock it and openly laugh at it because we, we are all guilty of it. Every single one of us is guilty of it. And so we have to recognize that it, in this arena of life, again, people start arguing with me about spirits and angels and beyond physics and after this world and all that stuff. That's a great conversation. I'm not going to argue with you because neither of us know, but it's a great conversation. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation that I would love to have. But about this here, little thing that we call life on planet Earth, there are specific rules that do exist that we do know about. And so we do know that the best way for a company to know you exist is to send them a piece of paper about yourself that we call a resume. And so we do know that. We do know that while the universe definitely works in mysterious ways, we also know that watching what you eat and exercising helps you feel healthier. And in turn, as a bonus, what's today's bonus? The bonus is also you look better. You look better in every way. You radiate from the inside out. It's not just, oh, the reason I don't do that is because I don't want to, people to just stare at me. Is that the reason? Is that the reason? Or is it really, really difficult to watch what you eat and exercise? Simple, but not easy. And so we have, to, we have to recognize the universe works in mysterious ways. The universe wanted you to have the second Whopper with cheese, really? The universe said that? All oh, the large fries? The large fries, really? No. Did the universe want me to jump off the top rope and elbow smash an entire cake the other day? No, of course not. The universe doesn't work in mysterious ways cravings work in a completely unmysterious way there's no mystery to craving which is why i say you have to build up gauges against it there is no mystery to it if there was mystery to it we all wouldn't be laughing at it when i say something that is relationship uh, uh, oriented and i say you know how miserable you were but then when you're alone alone enough and it's two in the morning you're like oh maybe they weren't so bad the reason why that's funny is because we've all been that dummy that sends that text and two seconds later you're like why the i was free i was free why did i send that why and so we've all been there there's not mysterious we know why but when it comes to stagnancy we like to blame the mysterious once you decide on something the universe conspires 
in your favor. It's amazing. And I, I'll never forget, Steph, I'll never forget that incredible group of people in Arizona who, listen, they figured something out. A small group, and a lot of times small groups figure something out. They figured something out. They learned that much like plants, what humans actually only need is vitamin D and all the all of the other essential things brought on by sunlight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this group decided, because the, the universe works in mysterious ways, and they decided that they're not going to eat or drink, but to prove that all humans need, and this is just so powerfully metaphysical, that all humans need is sunlight, like plants, Steph. You know what's incredible as, as I read on this story? They all died. <laughs> Every single one of them. Because you know what's not mysterious? We need food and water. So let's knock that off the list because every single one of them are knock, knock. Who's there? Dead. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. And so we need more than that. And so, yes, the universe works in mysterious ways, but not because it's mysterious. It's because we don't understand it yet. Albert Einstein said the most inconceivable thing of this universe is that it's conceivable. We should be able to get the equations of the entire universe onto one page of paper. Now, I'm no Einstein. I still 100% push on pull doors. But I do know <laughs> that when it comes to stagnancy, it is no fault other than your own. Mm -hmm. It is a choice you make to not move. And in this small blink of an eye that we call life, why wouldn't you just move? Move. You don't like where you're at? Move. You want something different? Move. You want to feel healthier? Move. If, you, if you're in a shitty relationship, move. Like There's endless things you can do. Because what we're all waiting for, this is a momentum universe. It's mysterious, but it's momentum-based. Everything's moving. So the things that we look for, the, the, the opportunities, the opportunities, the, the door of opportunity, the one that opportunity knocks on, mm -hmm. it's built with momentum. The people you want to meet, when am I going to meet? that person, when am I going to do that? You're, you're going to do that on the journey. You're not going to do that. They're not going to fall on your lap. Go sit in the park, sit on one of those benches too long, and then tell me what fell in your lap. And, and then tell me you want more of that. <laughs> you got to move. You got to keep, keep moving in this life. It's momentum. It's momentum. 
the people you want to meet, the opportunities you want to have, the new home, the new job, the new love, the new simplicity, the new yoga studio, the new martial arts studio, the new field, the waterfall, the, all of these things are discovered in the motion of a journey. The, the, the choice to remain stagnant is, is, is probably one of the most intellectually violent things society has done to its people. We spent, until recent history, including the 1920s, until recent history, I mean, we... And, and we're still, in, in some way, the, the few govern the many, the many, right? And until recent history, the many were kept disempowered on purpose. And, and in one of the ways they did that is to, to tell a, 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 a people, a species, a homo sapien species that survived and thrived on movement. They sold them the idea of beautiful stagnancy and then sold them all the drugs and stuff they need to anesthetize the pain from living stagnant. Why do people take drugs? Because when you take drugs, it feels like you're moving. It feels like you're motion. It feels, I can wander the depths of my brain, man. You can also do that in real life. You can also do that in real life. One of the most psychologically violent things done to a people is to romanticize stagnancy. You haven't changed a bit. Oh, thanks. stagnancy we are designed born and constantly changing we are designed born to move what separates us from the other apes is that we went bipedal so that we can move not just climb but walk distances we are literally designed to move but that's a hard thing to control people when they're moving. So let's just teach them great ways to stay put and all the tricks that come with it. Oh, so you can own this 100 foot by 100 foot piece of property um, if you just promise to pay it within 30 years. Guess who's not moving anywhere for 30 years? We just took half of your life. Half of it. Because you promise not to move past this 100 feet by 100 feet cell. They found a way to imprison you and get you to pay for it. And what I'm saying is that instead, even if you ha are currently paying for one of those cells, in your life, create movement. If you don't create movement, the day that we're all crying at your funeral will only be symbolic of a death that happened years before. Stagnancy 
the illusion of of beauty of stagnancy for me is an atrocious crime that 99% of the people I talk to are are fighting. They just don't know that's what it is. Steve, I want something more in my life. Steve, I feel like I've settled. Steve, I, I, I don't, I feel like nothing's happening. Steve, I feel stuck. Steve, I'm in a rut. All of these words are, are, are the, the idea of stagnancy, just wearing different clothing. Now, I've explained to you my incredibly optimistic $100 analogy for life and how much of that $100 we have left. Don't spend it stagnant. Move your life in some sort of direction, even if it's something simple like changing names and faces on, on, on your phone, if it's something different like taking a different uh, approach and, and walk to, uh, to work, a different approach to your work. Maybe it's taking the first step and starting that little side job you wanted, the side hustle, the kids call it. If you want to do those things, take those steps, the slightest steps to be a part of something. Throw your resume out there somewhere. Have some options. Oh, I'll leave this place. Have some options. You know how great options feel? Options feel fantastic. Have some options. Think about different things. You don't have to commit to anything, but have the option to commit, and you feel rejuvenated. What's a shittier feeling? than saying, I feel like I have no options. That's a horrible feeling. Most people live without being conscious of the fact that they have no options. And the only reason you have no options is you haven't created any. The universe isn't creating those options for you. And the people closest to you sure as hell aren't creating those options for you. You have to create those options yourself. You have to build the door. Your momentum builds the door upon which opportunity knocks. And it is those people, the people who get up, they get off the floor and they keep moving. It is those people who say, oh man, I thought I was done. And then I moved to here or I changed jobs or I just this and I stopped talking to this person. I, I ghosted. I ghosted these people, whatever it is. And you start seeing that things start changing and interactions. You create space. One thing about this universe is that it is about space. And you have to create the space for the universe to fill. You have to create that space. So, oh, I'm just hanging out with this person until the right person goes. The space isn't created. The space has not been created. You have to create the space for the universe to fill. So in movement and getting out of that stagnancy, look at it just like that. Do I have a space in my life for the thing I'm looking to have? I'm looking to experience. I'm looking to create. I'm looking to attract to me. Whatever language you use, that's fine. But do you have the space in your life for that? Because if you do not, it's not going to happen. The universe does not care about your thoughts. It cares about your behaviors. It, care, it does not care how you interact with the ether or whoever your God or whatever your God is. It does not care. It cares how you interact with it.
It doesn't care how much you can vision board the most healthy things on earth. The universe doesn't care. If you eat poorly, you're going to be unhealthy. How you interact with the universe is the only thing it's listening to. And so for the short amount of time we're here, it's really important that we recognize that. We recognize how important language is. And when it comes to the universe, how important our actions are. Because that is, if, if, if science has discovered anything, it's that the language of the universe is behavior. Einstein and Neil deGrasse Tyson and people a lot smarter than I am say that the, the language of the universe is math. And I'll agree only because I think behavior is math. And so that I identify as true, as sometimes painful and unpleasant as it is, it's true. And that's, that's how you can really know that something's true, that whether you like it or not, it's true anyway. And so um, that's something we need to pay attention to. See that, Steph? You got that just from posting finally something motivational. Okay. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, I remember... You're, welcome. you're saying you're welcome, but you know that the second this is done, you're going to be like, well, and also half the people liked it compared to what everything else. <laughs> exactly three people liked it, Steve, to my point. I know that you're holding it. I could hear it in your voice. You're holding that shit in your pocket. I'll take it, but for now... The victory's mine in my solo cup. First of all, this isn't even a solo cup. This is like Target's version of a solo cup. This is like Flogo cup. Like it's like they're, it, they have like some weird design. But anyway, they were out of solo cups because everyone still thinks the, apo uh, the apocalypse is upon us. Uh -huh. But when they apocalypse, they demand on the brand. <laughs> Me? I don't care. Just as long as I get to throw it away and not clean anything, I'm in. Oh my gosh. Cheers to the off-brand Target Solo Cup. Cheers. I remember you were, you know, everything that you just said, I remember you would say years ago, and it's a decade ago, but a little bit more poetic, a little like kind of, you know, like tiptoeing around. Because a lot of our... Were you saying I was mo more poetic as a youth? Yeah, well... Because because the majority of our listeners, I would say, wouldn't you say that they were a little bit more kind of spiritually like? Oh, I uh, had a yeah, definitely had a more spiritual so poetic way to me when I was younger. You were trying to like get that out without like offending anyone, but at the same time, you're like, like actions important and things like that. And I remember a quote came out, and it was people were like, what? And the quote was, the universe doesn't give you what you ask for with your thoughts. It gives you what you demand with your actions. And people went crazy. It is. Because they. Well, they went crazy because it's true. Yeah. What's an interesting thing that people get mad, like when, when you allow for the posting of the moon one. Yeah. <laughs> and we watch our followers drop, like you could hear the slide whistle. Boom, yeah. Right. And. What I love about that, isn't that funny how you said I used to not want to upset anyone and now it makes me so happy. You're so happy. Um, but it, 
the things like it's like when when people insult you right so when people insult you most of the time you don't care the only time you care is if you a little bit agree with them right and so those are the times you care and if you're if you're comfortable with that then you a little bit agree with them and it kind of hurts your feelings and if you're uncomfortable with it and a little bit agree with them you fight them and say well what about you and you bring up some shit they did in 86 right but it doesn't either way the only thing that hurts you is the things that you kind of agree with right mm -hmm. and so and so um it, that's a general idea of truth right when someone paints a picture of you you don't care but when they show you the mirror you're like hey that's unfair that's mean wait no it's a mirror all right um but i think that though that and the moon are one of them um because it is true and it and it hurts because that means it's me and and again when i talk about psychological violence uh, that's a thing that theistic culture steals from you it it steals from you the the idea of empowerment and so the the wishful thinking the wishful thinking era of the woo woo enlightenment when it should have been poetic a poetic description of of the experiential the, the experiential factor of human living is beautiful but when you say this is how it's done that's psychologically violent that's why i'm because you you are you are breaking their knees as they're going through this journey because you're not living by it. Like I said, there was, there was gurus who would say, Oh, you just, they would literally write books of just the intention and the universe answers your intention. But then they were going on a 30 city tour. Yeah. And, and so, but the, the, but people buying those books didn't notice that. Oh, good. So-and-so is coming to our city. Do you know why they're coming to your city? Because if they just set an intention, nothing would happen they got to come to your city they got to sell books they got to be on pbs every other day they got to be on this show and that show and because if they don't do that they don't make money because it's not how it works the universe responds to action and you're sitting in the audience going yay you see all you need is intention you're in a building that was financed it was leased they put up the marketing stuff they set up all the chairs they have the catering that people staying in hotel it cost a fortune for them to fool you into thinking all it takes is intention and there you are celebrating walking away with your magic crystal saying this universe works in mysterious ways um and so so when you do hear those things and you do it scares you because you say well am i on my own no no you're not but without momentum yeah, the boat's not moving. You you have to row. Boat's not moving. And so that becomes difficult for some people. It becomes difficult for them. It's so much easier to say, oh, well, you know, when the right person comes along, then it's fine. Yeah, but also maybe don't be an asshole. Side note, not a big deal. Not that it's important. But also, maybe you're unbearable as a human being to be in a relationship with. Let's just consider that. I know it's 100% them and 0% you, but
but consider the idea that maybe, maybe you're not um, amazing. And so it becomes so much easier to view it this way. But for me, I thought it was, it became more and more important. I think what made me a little bit, um, have a little bit more edge to me, a little more bitterness to me is number one, I, I become acutely aware of how short life is. I, I have become acutely aware of that. And, and if you don't say it the way that I say it, you don't force them to have conscious contact with that. If even to hate me, you have to at least entwine with the idea that you hate me for, of what you hate me for. And when people are, Steve, you don't just don't understand the moon. It's just so much more mysterious. Tell me something different. I just told you the moon's right there. It's never not there. You go now. Don't say I don't understand and it's super mysterious. I just told you the moon's right there. It's always right there. You tell, I told you where the sun is. I told you where the earth is and where the moon is. It's always right there. It's always full. Now you go, tell me something different. Well, you know, astrology, there it is. The world works in mysterious ways, mysterious ways. And so you just, you just recognize that their anger comes from, from that, uh, from that idea. And the same with the universe doesn't, um, uh, the universe doesn't respond to your thoughts. It responds to your actions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I get attacked. Oh, yeah, what about prayer? Yay, pray. Awesome. Definitely your prayer is how you're going to lose weight. Definitely your prayer is, is the problem. You know what? I keep, I'm on my fourth divorce. I'm just praying for, hey, hold on a second. Seems like your communication with the Heavenly Father is fantastic. Let's start working on communication with the person laying next to you, huh? Maybe we'll work on that. Doesn't seem like you have a prayer problem. Seems like there's a different problem. And so for me, I think those things are beautiful, but never in the history of ever has that been the people who are telling you to have those thoughts. And that the intention and the universe will respond accordingly. The people who are telling you, just say a prayer and it will be responded to accordingly. Just know that they 100% aren't following that shit. 100% are not following that shit. You know why? For the same reason the people in Arizona are dead. Because it's not the way it works. It's just not. And you know, if any of the people from Arizona are alive, it's the one dude who is like, it's going to be a dude for sure. The one dude who's going to be like, he was sneaking water on the side. <laughs> These people are fucking crazy. You're really doing this? He brought his own water. He brought his own water. He's alive. And he's, he sold the book, I'm sure. He made a book and he, the book is called The Egoless Life. Yeah. And his big fucking head's on the cover of it. You know it with a, like a halo. Uh, you know what he should call the book is the universe works in mysterious ways. No, you brought water. That's not mysterious. Uh, that's funny. Um, but yes, good morning, everybody. Get well, you said you said pay attention to what you pray for. Your prayers are not just a reflection of your desires and hopes. 
they are a guide for personal behavior. Yeah. So when you pray, you know, it's it's the it's the pretend God is deaf idea. Yeah. You know, it's when you pray, the prayer, the language prayer that you use is only going to you, right? But it's a excellent conversation and analysis of what it is that you want right you don't pray for things you don't want you pray for things you want i would like to be healthier i would like to be wealthier i would like to have a healthier relationship i would like to whatever it is it's a great analysis of what would make you happy more importantly it's a great analysis of the direction in which you should take your journey because guess what? Here's another thing. You're not praying for it if you're already at it. Ta-da! The universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> you don't pray to get to where you already are, right? Right. So there's more analysis. I'm not there. My journey is not going in that direction. That's why I'm begging for it instead of doing it. And so, because remember, location matters. So if I, let's do a quick little human, human 101. So where you believe your theological thoughts, there's a specific place you believe them because we are hopeful spirits, right? And so there are, there are a specific place in your uh, brain where you believe these things. And because it's presented in a spiritual, mysterious ways context, it actually goes there without passing your frontal lobe brain filters, your spam filter, right? If it's presented in that manner. If, it's present, if the same idea is presented in any other way, you call it, what did Shakespeare call it? A bullshit, <laughs> right? So that's what you call it. You see it for it and you call it, right? Again, I've given the example before. If, if presented, if, if the ideas of law of attraction and that kind of stuff were presented in manifesting the life of your dreams, you buy that shit. Literally, you go buy that shit, right? But if you're a kid, if you go into your kid's room and it's a, it's a mess, let's say you have a teenager and your kid's got a messy room and you go into their room and it's a mess and you're like, clean up your room. All right. And they say, okay, mom, okay, dad, I'm going to clean up my room. Then you leave and go, you know, go do whatever you're doing. Go back into their room an hour later and it's still a mess. But your kid is on their bed in the lotus position. And they say, chill out, mom, chill out, dad. I'm holding a strong intent that my room will be clean. I even have a vision board of clean rooms here. And the universe, you know it, works in mysterious ways. You would tell your kid to get it off their ass and clean your room. Because the only way this room is going to be clean is if you act upon cleaning it. In that scenario, it's so obvious. But when they present it, when these sneaky fucks present it to us, in a spiritual way, they know we will buy the nonsense we would never buy in any other location. We, we put context to it. 
So if I was sitting on the corner, which, which you'll see everywhere around where I am, if I was on my knees at the corner saying, please give me more money, please give me health, please make me a better uh, person in relationships, you would call me a beggar. If we were to click and drag the same me and put me in a pew at a church saying the exact same thing in the exact same on my knees position, you'd say, oh, look, what a faithful man. That's so scary because it's the same thing, but if presented in a different way, it goes through our spam filter. That's the good news. The bad news is it goes through our spam filter. So we're holding on to these ideas. We're holding on to these, these agreements with the universe and, and holding it to it. The universe works in mysterious ways. It, 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 I had set out my intention. It is now activated in my favor. You're holding the universe to a contract it didn't sign. And the people who told you it signed a contract, they're not following that. And when they're drunk at night, they laugh that you are. They're laughing at you. I've seen it. They're laughing at you. And so we end up with these ideas that only benefit the people who sold them to us. And we realize that we were convinced, brainwashed, romanced into, educated into, stagnancy. And what do we get when we have that? An entire population of zombies who demand it. Same crap, different day. It is what it is. Those are words of the dead that is describing stagnancy. Hey, you haven't changed a bit. Hey, don't ever change. Stagnancy. Let's keep things the way they always were. Why should women vote? Why should coloreds and whites be allowed to be in the same building. Let's just keep things the way they always were. Stagnancy. And so as we embark on our journey, as we get old enough, finally, there's no teenagers listening to this, not, on, not willingly anyway. Shout out to the parents who force their kids to listen to this nonsense. But as we embark and we get old enough in our journey to be sick and tired of being sick and tired and want something different and demand something different or finally realize that not only are we surrounded by 
the things and people we're surrounded by, but we are enabling it. And in many times, we're the one feeding it. I can't be the only one who has made healthy the people who then attack you. That's what Mark Twain, I can't be. Mark Twain said it perfectly. Mark Twain said, if you pick up a starving dog and feed it, it will not bite you. This is the principal difference between dog and man. So Mark Twain experienced it also. Mark Twain, in today's era, he would have understood what it is to be called an asshole by text by someone whose phone you're paying for. <laughs> it's just what it is. And so as we recognize that, you realize, okay, I can't live in this stagnancy. I even know I created this stagnant pond and I've been looking through theology and physics and metaphysics and I even went to Mercury. Mercury? Sure, you know, when it's in retrograde, things happen. Looking for things, looking for things, and this doesn't supernova, and today's the day, and there's a jewel. You know, there's a special crystal in Brazil. You don't say. You don't say a special thing that you don't have access to, but hold, 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 someone else does, <laughs> and they're going to be kind enough for a limited time only to give you some. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> There's something amazing for your life that doesn't come from you, that doesn't come from anything you could do on your own, but that this person like this <laughs> can hand it to you and they don't care about the material at all, but they're selling it and they think that the universe, just all you need is your intent, but they're on every social media platform. They're my age dancing on TikTok while you're 185 years old. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you dancing on TikTok. But all you need is intention. Yep. <laughs> all you need is intention. The truth and authenticity of the universe. Does anything else make my balls go into my stomach? More than the word authenticity from people who I know are the most crooked ass people there. Mm -hmm. Steve, it's about authenticity oh there they go thanks for that thank you for that steve always sits up straight when he hears the word authentic because my balls uh, uh, all the way up because you are oh completely God. full of shit oh my God. when you say authentic you know what authentic people don't have to say that they're authentic why are you trying so hard to convince all you have to do is put the intention out there and be authentic. Well, then why are you on every social media platform? And why do you have the same numbers we do, but you have 27 million people following you? It means you bought 26 of those million. It's not real people. But you want these people to think you have real people, that you have those 26 million, so that they can hopefully buy whatever magic crystal shit you're selling. But what happened to the authentic? Remember, if they tell you you're drowning, I 100% guarantee you, wait for it. They're about to introduce, but I do have this life vest. You're not drowning. There's no one. The only people who, 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 who truly want to help you are people who are giving you something that you already have. <laughs> 
they're just reminding you and they don't have to sell you anything that's the that's the the true way and and when again to in the frustrated you in the big in the beginning stuff but not so much anymore when i wouldn't do when people ask why don't you do a lot of public talks Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of public talks because the people who run those are running a business and fair fairness to them. They're running a business. So, and they know that the demand to see me speak live is huge. So they want to charge a lot of money. I being the endless pain in the ass say, I don't, it can't cost them more than going to the movies. Yeah. And it's really tough for them to do that because then you'd have to have 26,000 people there, you know, like you'd have to, in order to make money to cover the cost of the place and the sound and all, I get it, which is why I don't do it. Like, no, it has to be like 100, 200. Yeah, well, this place charged 350 to see you last time. Well, they charge their people that. That was a private event, and that's what they charge their people. Their people should be upset that they were charged that. That had yeah. nothing to do with me. That's I'll never do that for a public event. But they you go into into those things and when they would say well why but 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 right i would just say you know what you're right just show me what dr king charged for his speech show me what jesus charged for the sermon on the mount show me what gandhi would charge at his talks show me like show me those things show me what the ticket price was and then i'm in i'll match it but of course, the true people who just want to help uh, aren't going to do that. And so um, for me, as we as we navigate away from our own stagnancy, as we navigate towards the power that we have to to kickstart and jumpstart our own lives, let's remember that it's already in you. And what we look to for other people, whether you look towards me or you look towards your friends or you look towards the people who inspire you recognize that they have what you have they're just configuring it differently and maybe you can learn okay you know what this is this is simple but not easy he's right if i map it out the map simple staying on it without losing focus is not easy let me see how they stay focused let me listen to a steve podcast where he says Sometimes follow your heart's bad advice. This is what you have to listen to. Let me also listen to sometimes he says, you know what? Sometimes I I kill a cake. I kill a cake sometimes. Sometimes you lose. You just have to win more than you lose. It's like a bank account. Just have to have a plus. Be in a plus. Don't be in the red. Be in the plus. Nobody's sainting out of here. There's no saint. Some of the saints that we call saints were the most horrific people on earth. So it's 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 not sainting out. Just being more in the plus than in the minus. You're going to be a villain in some people's stories. If you find a way to not do it, then teach that to Jesus, Gandhi, MLK, like teach that to them. (laughs) You know, if they, if they can't get through this without being a villain in a story, you've got no shot. So you just check that off the list and then you just keep going again, try to be a a hero or a positive character in more stories that you're a villain. And if you do that, you're, you're better off than 99% of the world. who unfortunately didn't even write a story. Most of them will will live and die and no one knew they were here because they bought into the fallacy, they bought into the illusion of beautiful, prosperous stagnancy. But not us, Steph. Not us. Thank you all for listening today. I got to get out of here.
Thank you. Everybody. I got to get out of here. I got to I got to keep moving. You got this. Einstein. Boy. Einstein said nothing happens until something moves. Going to to make sure that things happen and continue to happen today. I hope you all have a great weekend. It's going to be really tough to get a show off. Next next week's a crazy week. Um, and so it's going to be a tough to get a show off. I might get one off um, at an odd time if I can. Um, maybe through one of the walks from one place to the other. But um, got have filming different things next week. So I'm actually... Uh, I'm actually, I'm like super famous next week. So I'm like, like preparing for like being famous. Oh I'm doing the up talk that all the famous people do. I'm doing like really famous things next week. So I can't be here, but no, I will. Um, I, I have so many, I have so many things, great things that will come out later, but next week's going to be tough to do a show. So let's just assume that we're not doing next week. And we'll come back uh, strong. We got a game. Got a game that's, uh, that's starting. So when we come back, uh, for sure, when we come back a week after next, we'll be back on Facebook. So we'll be back on Facebook for this Monday and Wednesday thing at 2 p.m. We'll be back on Facebook for that. And then we're going to find another time. Um, if 2 p.m. works for you, let me know. Um, but we're going to find another time or or use one of the other times to do a Zoom where we're also going to play games. So Steph had some awesome ideas. I'm a little terrified of what she's going to do because you all don't know her, but I know her. And this is coming a little too easy. It's It's something <laughs> somewhere I'm somewhere she's too happy about it. So it means that somewhere it's, it's, I don't benefit from it, but y'all will be laughing your asses off. But, um, but yeah, some cool games that, that will happen. Uh, and we'll, we'll actually make more of a, a show of this mm -hmm. and the zoom one I want to keep, even though we won't need it anymore. I want to keep it cause I really enjoy it. Uh, and it's also just something cool for us to, to, to play around with. So hope you all have a great week, great weekend. Sending you all big hugs and lots of love from good old New York City. Bye.